raise it up, hey, raise it up, why? Raise it up, raise it up, why? Raise it up. Also known as Y, and this is another beautiful episode of Raise It Up Why, the podcast. We're coming at you the last Thursday in August. 2021 is the year. The year 2021 is flying, all right? Like it just grew wings. And um, bro, we are eight months down into this thing. I think uh, wait, are we in the last quarter officially? Starting in September, it's the last quarter of the year. For all my math students, struggling math students out there, a quarter is, you know, uh, when you split something into fourths. So 12 months, there's three months, four times. All right. Now that everyone is tuned out. um, Yeah. Back to the introduction of this podcast. This is Raise It Up Why, where OGs kick game to real ones only. We raise your self-awareness, your vibrations and your capacity for love, which is just knowledge. I am an edutainer, so I will be your host with the most on this wonderful joy ride that we got going right here. Um, if you are one of the, uh, the loves, everyone who supports this podcast is called a love. If you are a love who is an onlooker right there on YouTube, I say hola. Como esta usted? Muchas gracias. And thank you so much for being a part of our world. If you are a listener on Apple Podcasts, any other place where you can stream beautiful podcasts, all these wonderful creators out there. So thankful that we've all found a voice and a space for ourselves. If that's you, hello. <laughs> and thank you for joining us. I truly appreciate it. Um, So this episode, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, called Pimps and Hoes, okay? Um, we're, we're, we're titling it for, uh, all the aunts and uncles out there. No, I'm messing with you. No, no, no. no we're just, <laughs> uh, there will be depth to the idea of why this episode is called Pimps and Hoes. And that's something that you'll have to listen further, uh, to get more into. And I love it because, um, you know, being a, uh, I'm a songwriter, a poet, an author, I love playing with words. I'm an orator, therapist trained, not practicing, um, and clearly a podcaster. So I play with words. I love words. Um, Me and words have have a really good relationship. So what I love about language in general is that it's coded. So there are certain people that you hear that this episode is called Pimps and Hoes. And off virtue of the title, certain folks would be like, ah, not my bag. And kind of skip it when there will be gems that will assist any of us, whether it be in our relationships, whether it be in our love lives. And and I'm not talking about 
intimate interpersonal relationship. I'm talking about how we love ourselves, how we learn to love everything around us and things like that. Uh, it's 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 going to be a fun, fun ride. So you get ready, buckle up, because we about to go on this thing right here. Um, if you are one of the onlooking loves on YouTube or wherever you'll be able to see this podcast, you will see that I have on a beautiful shirt from an extraordinarily funny comedian named Tony Baker. Uh, the shirt says for all my listeners, we live in lavishly, lavishly. Uh, <laughs> living lavishly is what the shirt says. It's one of my favorite shirts in the veld. And um, it's because we're going to give right at the front of this podcast, because he's also uh, one of my pay your dues features at the end of this podcast. Loves, we are going to wrap and surround Tony Baker, his beautiful missus, and his entire gorgeous family. We're going to wrap them in what we are, which is love. We're going to wrap him in love. We're going to send positive thoughts to him and his family. Very recently, uh, a tragic um, accident happened that uh, claimed the life of his older son. And um, if you follow Tony Baker like I have, uh, if you've been following Tony Baker like I have since 2017, you almost feel like you have a personal relationship with uh, his boys, the Baker boys, they call they call the three of them. And um, man, I just learned uh, less than a week ago about this tragic accident. And when I tell you it goodness it tore me up it, it it tore me up to pieces and uh we had just spoken days before about some other you know stuff that we were planning to do you know um, um content creation wise and um I was like yeah I'm wondering if he ever got the video I'll, I'll make sure I hit him back and see this and that and blah 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 and uh didn't get to do it at the top of last week and by time Friday hit I'm what seven minutes before teaching my math class, uh, a virtual math class that I teach on Fridays, um, my baby sister Whitney uh, flies over and she tells me about this awful news and it rocked my world, ladies and gentlemen. Um, some of you all know that I lost a uh, uh, uncle uh, earlier this year. I lost my aunt coming up on a year ago. Um, you know, I just... You know, there's a lot of loss. There's a lot of loss happening in the world right now, whether it be from dis-ease, uh, this, this unprecedented world pandemic, um, violence, uh, natural uh, uh, reasons, whatever it is, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you all to know the reason that we have this podcast, the reason that we have this platform, and it's called Raise It up <laughs> we are not lowering you down or dragging you down the reason we raise you up is because I've always been taught that the time to prepare for war is during times of peace and what I mean by that is when enemy energy comes to distract you devastate you hurt you uh and my, mind you, this is, is not a religious thing I'm talking about. I'm talking about just life, things in life, stuff beyond our control. When it comes to attempt to consume you, um, 
you practice peace and joy and happy and love. You practice those types of vibrations. So when they're not so easily discoverable within you, you at least know from muscle memory how they felt. And you can kind of guide yourself back to higher and better and happier times that you experience in your life. So it wasn't just uh, Tony Baker's son, Serene, that was claimed, uh, whose life was claimed by uh, some unfortunate accident um, last week. There were two other beautiful babies and um, just rap those spirits and that energy and those families. You don't have to know them just to send amazing energy. I want us to do that for Tony Baker and the other families that lost uh, children, children, young, young, young adults. Um, that was on my heart heavy. I haven't been able to stop thinking about that boy ever since I've learned about it. So Tony, uh, Sabrina, I love you both. Um, Baker boys forever, fucking forever. You understand? Um, and just so much love from my platform, from my loves, the Vaughn family to you and to your family and to everyone that fucks with your campaign, Tony Baker and Sabrina. I love both of you. You guys know that though. Um, yeah. Uh, also I want to let everyone know, break the fourth wall. We are taping earlier in the month of August. Okay. And because it's earlier in the month of August, uh, in just a few minutes, like maybe 30 or so, it's about to be hip hop's birthday. I'm really excited. Like it's my birthday or something. It's pretty awesome. But uh, when that happens, you all will see me uh, break character for just a second because it's not only hip hop's birthday. It is my good friend Ali Shaheed Muhammad, DJ of a, a Tribe Called Quest, as well as one half of the Midnight Hour uh, with Adrian Young. I'm going to make sure I, uh, I I try to beat him every year and he tries to beat me for whoever's going to contact who first for their birthdays. So I don't like losing. I'm highly competitive. So uh, I literally already prefaced it and said, hey, I'm literally going to send you a text like right at, or actually I'm going to send you a voice note right at uh, 12 to let you know that I love you. I'm thinking about you. We're on the podcast and, you know, It'll come from all of us. How about that? So, and since we're celebrating hip hop birthdays and hip hop's birthday, one week ago, August 4th, my big sis, West Coast rap legend, Yo-Yo. Can't play with my Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo, hey, Don't try to play me out. Don't try to play me out. It was her birthday as well. So I'm just saying, I got a lot of love. For a lot of folks, and I have to uh, spread it because what's love not shared, you know? Like, that ain't worth nothing to me, to me personally. Um, so for all of you who have uh, been classic loves, y'all know what's happening next. We're about to get ready to get into this episode by way of grounding. Like I said before, I am a trained therapist, not a practicing one, but... You can't take the therapy out of the home girl. You can take the home girl out of the therapy. So just scratch the last seven seconds or so. And uh, what we're going to do is ground one another right now. Uh, grounding is the action whereby we make sure we are all 
in this moment together. We're separating energy from where we were at any point before you turned on this broadcast and we are bringing ourselves into this platform, into this moment. Allow me in your living room, in your cars, in your ears. Uh, and, and I want you here with me like I'm being here with you. And we do that by way of grounding. So if you're driving, don't let the sweet butter in my voice fool you. Keep those eyes open. If you are doing almost anything else in this world and you feel so inclined, I would like to invite you to close your eyes. And take a moment to be here with me. I want you to hear my voice. I want you to feel your feet. If you're feeling silly, I want you to wiggle your toes. I'm going to cramp my left foot. That wasn't part of the script. Don't worry. Hold up. I want you to wiggle your toes. Touch your nose and just recognize that you are here much like I want this cramp not to be. <laughs> Wiggle your toes gets this. How about you? Breathe the breath in. Blow a breath out. How about you do that again in through your nose? Out through your mouth. And just take a moment to own this. This miracle we call life that you are breathing and winning just by living this life just by spending this time with my voice right now you're investing into your betterment why don't you sit with that and feel real proud and loves let's go up let's do it let's go um we're gonna start with the raise them up for my classic loves. This is the final day. We will be covering Gary Chapman's five love languages to my new loves. What we do on raise them up is we, uh, uh, didactically, if we're going to use big words tonight, um, basically we cover scholarly shit in, YN's way. All right. It it's not uh, uh made too harsh, too too difficult, too too much. All right. But we do take uh uh nice and deep concepts. However, we just explain them with regular people language, regular hip hop ass language. Let me tell it. Um, but it's my attempt at giving you all a piece of my edutaining spirit. So. This is the final love language. It's the one that we save for last because everyone thinks that, ooh, my love language is physical touch because I like to be touched on in my physical. <laughs> that's not that. That's not what it means. Not in the most sexual way only. Sex is included here. Don't get it wrong. However, um, when we talk about physical touch, as I've read with this particular chapter and in this particular book, if you are reading along in a book about this size for my listeners, it's uh, purple and uh, green, white, beach, couple, white people uh, book. All right. That's page 107 in a book that's like that. If you've been listening along on YouTube for free, um, it is at hour two, minute 27, three 
seconds, physical touch. All right. Um, there's three things I took from this, uh, uh, you know, and I'm keeping it pretty, well, these two chapters are, are, are shorter. The last one acts of service. And this one has been pretty short as well, but there are three main takeaways. Um, once again, I will preface love language is cute to talk about with a guy you're dating or a girl in which you're interested. Those are cute times to talk about love languages. However, once you actually start to get into what Gary Chapman, the author of the love of the five love languages, what he meant for this book to go for, he's talking about marriage. You love differently with marriage involved. There's a slew of reasons for that. I'm not getting into it or else this episode will be three hours. So when it comes to physical touch, the three things I took away is one, the power of touch. Two is that the body is for touching. Three, crisis and physical touch also have a relationship uh, itself, themselves rather. Um, So when it comes to the power of touch, let it be known that touch can be seen as loving or hostile depending on how the body remembers it. Touch can be seen as loving or hostile depending on how our bodies remember it. I always thought it was so interesting once I learned that um, our bodies carry memories, not just our brain. Um, Example, if you've ever been reworking out and haven't been working out for a while, ding, 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 I'm raising my hand for all my listeners. Um, You generally, if you've been fit and you've done this workout thing before, your body remembers it. It's called muscle memory, right? So once you start to give those muscles their proper exercise again, it may have taken you weeks upon weeks to get chiseled or cut when you first ever attempted to shape your body in that way. But if you've been off of it for, let's say, three, four months, once you start getting back on giving your body what it remembers, it will cut up in half the time. Half the time is me making that up. I'm not sure what the actual ratio of time will be. However, your body, your literal muscles, remember that. There's also another really um, interesting way that I can uh, uh, illustrate to you that the body and its parts have their own memories. Um, There's a study on amputees. I believe this study was done on veterans. Uh, Don't quote me. You might've even seen this in your psychology. I'm not sure where um, let's say someone it's, if it's a war veteran and they went through combat and let's say they lost a limb, they lost a leg or something like that. And let's say it was like a, 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 what is it? BK amputee, like a below the knee amputee sort of a thing. Person might come in to a, a, a doctor and say, man, my foot is killing me. And you're looking at them and you're looking at their prosthetic, let's say leg. And you're like, your foot is killed. Oh, you mean your left foot? No, my right foot doc. And it's like, you're Right foot, and you clearly are not. You know, it's not there. the The limb is not there, but it's almost like a sympathetic. If if it were here, this is how it would feel. Sort of a thing. You you remember, and and you don't even have the body part anymore. Sort of a thing. Um, similar uh, 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 studies have been done like that. Um, with with optical illusions and somebody thinking that 
something is crawling on them, but it's not actually there, but your skin will react like it has when it knew something was crawling on it. So very, very, uh, 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 in-depth way to prove, hopefully prove to you that your body remembers, not just your brain, your body, each part of it, each cell of it remembers its own way, certain forms of touch. That'll come back when we talk about um, crises and touch, you know what I'm saying? And trauma and touch in just a second. Um, All touch is not created equal. All touch is not created equal. And because of that, it's really important that three, we remember, or actually not remember, we learn how to touch and when to touch our loved ones whose primary love language might be physical touch. The same touch in one environment that felt flirty, if done in excess, if done during the wrong moment, that flirty becomes irritation, right? So you gotta be... Something I learned about this whole book, this whole book is all about allowing your spouse, as the book will call it, your partner, allowing your partner to educate you on how to love them. And everything with this love language vibe is a lot of selflessness practiced. There's a lot of selfish selflessness that gets practiced in here. Um, Also, it's very important to know one's family history because certain families are more touchy-feely families. The Vaughn family that we come from, we're very touchy-feely. I know you, I I probably, okay, okay, okay. So there's a boomer, I don't know if you loved it, but we're very touchy-feely. Okay. <laughs> I have a whole story about that, but I won't go. I, I went longer on the uh, uh, the other part that I meant to. But we have we have some family stories that maybe I'll tell on a Love Tuesday uh, about how certain people had to get used to, or some people were turned off and away by by how uh, intimately uh, touchy feely we as the Vaughn family are, and. Uh, yeah, it's a funny story. I'll tell it later. I'll tell it on another platform. Um, Number two, the body is for touching like these boots were made for walking. And that's just what they'll do. But nah, so they say the body is for touching, page 110. Um, touch is communication, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in the In the regular world, you know, not like a marriage, in the regular world, whether somebody handshakes you or somebody daps you that is a total if if you don't know what when i say dap if you don't even know what that means that's another form of just a communication that either you're a part of or you're not a part of it's not a good or a bad thing ladies and gentlemen by the way it's just knowing that different forms of touch communicate different things or how about um a hug if you had uh, a, a friend that you hug, there's probably this, oh, what do they say? The side hug and everything, right? So if you, you know, you see in your boyfriend, see his homegirl and they're about to hug and she runs and jumps and he catches her and he's, hey, and giving a hug. <laughs> Hello, I'm closing the people on you. Yes, no, uh, it communicates something different. It communicates something different. So all touch is communication. I used to tell, did I tell you in your class? 
sex is one of the most honest forms of communication. Again, a whole other talk for a whole different day. But might be a Love Tuesday. I don't know. Y'all be getting weird on Love Tuesday. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll maybe do it there. Um, this part of the book actually even talks about open marriages. Saying that those who don't object uh, uh, open marriages for moral reasons sometimes end up objecting on an emotional ground. Like, they they end up finding that that form of touch, albeit sex, is one where we try to make it just about... Um, you know, the pleasure or just about this or just about that, but it communicates something so much deeper. And especially to a person whose primary uh, love language is physical touch. It means something much deeper uh, uh, going along with that point. Another point in this section is infidelity weighs heavier on spouses whose primary love language is physical touch. It is a 100% Oh, goodness, not just a violation. It's almost like there's no safety in the format of love that that they give most naturally or or they've learned to receive rather more naturally. Um, so you almost make somebody question themselves like and, and how they love and why they love how they do like their fabric. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's deep. It's deep. We can talk about that on another time if you guys need further clarification. Um, the final section, crisis and physical touch. Um Hugs during a time of crisis can be the best aid to a partner whose primary love language is physical touch. That's what the book ends up saying. Um, if you can, if you can be there for someone holding them as they cry, it's one of the most, I mean, goodness, it's one of the most, um, I was going to say motherly, but, but really what I mean to say is caregiving. It's one of the most caregiving things. I worked at a group home, um, in, goodness for a couple years or whatever but the one year I'm thinking of right now this is this is 2004 this is 2004 I worked in an all boys uh hands-on facility group home the highest level of care that you could get before these boys were either um sent to a mental hospital homelessness because they aged out of the system or jail because their actions, uh, while it might have been due to mental health stuff, would have landed them in a correctional facility, unfortunately. So I'm in this facility. I'm dealing with a young man who got kicked out of my previous uh, uh, location because he... That's the dog, huh? Yeah, she fine, she fine. Uh, uh, because he was um, beyond their level of care, their scope of care. And this young man who was living with bipolar uh, disorder was very, very upset. And as I'm walking across this campus, I see this young man coming to uh, uh, out of his what they called cottage. He's coming out of his cottage and um, an individual uh, uh, is trying to follow him so that he doesn't AWOL, absence without leave. He doesn't run off campus and into the street, you know, wherever we were in a residential area. So this kid, he comes out of the place he's upset he's beyond upset he's crazy mad and um when i say crazy mad ladies and gentlemen by the way i'm using that as an adverb so i'm saying he's very mad uh but in hip-hop terms this is not 
crazy mad um, i learned earlier today that that's how sensitive people are you can't say crazy without somebody being like oh that's a fit get the fuck off my platform how about that if you are offended by everything i'm saying good i meant it get the fuck off my platform how about that with love in jesus name amen so listen um so this young man he comes out he ends up uh uh getting upset because someone has cut off a conversation with a family member who was in the hospital and didn't know if they were going to make it. Um, the, the, the person who was working at this particular facility with my, with the young man. And, uh, I know he was crazy, crazy irate because when he comes out, he goes to a sapling, a, 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 a small tree that is maybe about eight to 10 feet tall, hugs the tree and uproots it. It was like superhuman strength. I'd never seen anything like it. The reason I stopped to watch this is because I saw roots come out of a tree that was just planted. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. That's one way to do it. And the gentleman is walking towards me. Mind you, at our previous facility, I'm the reason he was no longer there. Because I, the, I was the staff that he almost, uh, 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 in a state of altered uh, uh, reality, he almost did something that he would have regretted and he would not have ever done in us. I, I know this kid. He was an amazing young man. But when you are, you know, in a different altered reality, you're in that altered reality, bro. So he's walking towards me. His fists are balled up. He's walking towards me. He's he's breathing. He's, he's like like it was a lot. Right. And I'm like, hey. What's good? He's like, oh, fuck everybody. Fuck niggas. Fuck everybody. I'm like, okay, okay. All right. That's that too. Now, mind you, I'm actually tripping in my head, but I'm like, bro, I got, I got this. I'm, I'm trying to see how do I escape? If I was, if, if I were in danger, what would I do? And when he tells me what happened and they hung up on his grandmother and she's in the hospital and blah, 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 blah. I said, this must be so scary for you not knowing what's going on with her. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry that somebody did that to you. And he just went, <gasps> and he just, this big boy just fell over. And in the facility, we're not even supposed to touch the boys because to protect us from not getting a sexual harassment thing or whatever. And this baby, he was a baby. He wasn't even 16, if I'm not mistaken. He just melted and I literally instinctively just, I just right here, just right here with it. And, and for people who are, are listening, I, I just put, um, you know how you pat a baby when they, when they, you know, are trying to uh, get burped or go to sleep, you sort of a thing. I just pat this taller than me, 15 and a half, 16 year old boy um, and treated him like a fucking human instead of a resident, instead of a client, instead of this thing, like. Goodness, nobody is born thinking they're going to live with staff and not parents as caregivers. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I mean, and if that young man is listening, I love you still. I hope you, I hope everything is okay with you. I know exactly who you are. I know your birth date still. I know all that stuff. So I hope everything is all right with you, young man. But um, I'll actually ask one of my other kids because he keeps in contact with most of my boys. So anyways, um, I say that to say, that physical touch in a time of real crisis can be one of the most soothing things for the soul and for people. Um, the The physical touch done right in a time of crisis will always be remembered, uh, especially by a person whose primary love language is physical touch. Um, 
the absence of a physical touch when it was maybe really needed in a time of crisis, that will never be forgotten either. Uh, uh, it's really, really important to study your partner and know when to hold and when to fold. You know what I'm saying? Know when they need uh, uh, certain things like that. Something that wasn't said here, I thought it would be. Um, we date and love and marry not just the person that we see in front of us at the age that we see them. We're dating them at the age that they are and every age they've ever been. We're dating them as who they are today and all of the experiences that have created the person that we see today. Saying that, I want to make sure that we, for physical touch, we normalize the fact that everybody hasn't necessarily had the most positive experiences with being touched in their lives. Um, one, at the time that I studied this, which was back in like 2004, uh, one in six ladies had been a survivor of sexual molestation um, uh, in almost any group. And uh, again, I'm a trained therapist. And so we were studying to become therapists and things like that. And the instructor asked if anyone uh would be willing to raise their hand if that stat carried in a particular class that I was in. Um, and when I tell you out of 30, yeah, out of 30 students, five girls raised their hands, it was like 100% one out of six in that particular class. It doesn't always work out that way, ladies and gentlemen. It just so happened to in that class, like I can't make that shit up. Um, just know that sometimes when we are, in some, mm, I didn't think about that till right now. Sometimes when we are addicted to physical touch, over-sexualizing all of our interactions, that's indicative of some previous relationship to physical touch that may have been effective or ineffective, uh, 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 that may have served us or, or not served us in our past. Um, allowing people to show you who they are and accepting people where they are is a big, big positive so far as physical touch is concerned, but really so far as dealing with humans, whoever they are, at whatever level they are. It's really important to remember that, bro, we are all in this thing together. We don't know the answers to a lot of stuff. Ooh, let that be a triple entendre for right now. Uh, we all don't know the answers to a lot of stuff in life right now. Fuck regardless of your degrees, regardless of your professions, and regardless of anything else, any other freaking slider you could put on that conversation. There's a lot of shit in this life that we just don't fucking know. We're all doing our best. When we remember that we're all doing our best, and even if someone is not doing their best, let yourself off the hook by giving them the benefit of the doubt that they are doing their best so that you're not walking around looking at someone, oh man, they, they not this and they not that. And this person's out to get me and blah, blah, blah. That man, that negative energy, man, that resentment, that hater ass, uh, everyone's out to get me, um, paranoid type of energy that shit is poison. And you think you're you're shunning out the world when really you're just drowning and suffocating yourself 
down into a hole, a deep, dark hole. And, and, and nobody wants to join you there, bro. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if anybody does, but if they do, maybe that's your wife or your husband or your partner or however you want to look at it. But, uh, I wouldn't ask someone to join me in my misery. I rather would look to find the light in life myself and then join the land of the living where all the light is. Um, I'd rather raise up than pull someone down to meet me. That's just why I am. That is not putting that on anybody else. Um, Boomer, give me a number one through seven. Six. So another thing I tell you all is that I love the fact that Gary Chapman, the author of the Five Love Languages book, gives practical, practical tips on how to love a person of any of the love languages. They're all at the end of each chapter. I thought it was a genius thing to do. Um, so Boomer has chosen number six. So the sixth, uh, uh, what to do if your spouse's love language is physical touch. When family or friends are visiting, touch your spouse in their presence. A hug, running your hand along his or her arm, putting your arm around him or her and standing and talking or simply placing your hand on the shoulder of your loved one. Um, and you'll earn double points if you say, even with all these people in our house, I still see you. Practical. Very, very practical. Very, very doable. Ladies, we, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we have undergone all five love languages. Shouts out to us. Words of affirmation is love language number one. Acts of service is love language number two. Receiving gifts is three. Quality time is four. That's not even in the right order, though. I'm realizing that. That's not in the right order. But anyways, physical touch is number five. That's what we just did. We are all the way live, ladies and gents. We rocked that shit. That's what we just did, ladies and gents. Yeah. Okay. So moving right along, we're going to have a do I diddy at the end of this episode. It is one of the songs on my album uh, that is forthcoming. Uh, been in it a minute. Uh I'm 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 looking forward to it being done at the end of this month, which would be like tomorrow if if you're watching this the day that this airs. Something in my spirit animal is telling me that it's going to be out about a week after I anticipate. Something in my spirit animal. I'm working like I want it out on August 27th cuz that's the day I want it out personally. But something in me is telling me that it's going to be pushed back about a week. Don't know why, but I start to listen when certain things are moving me. You understand? However, my ego says I'm going to keep problem solving for the actual 27th of this month. Um, something deeper within me that I've learned to listen to as I've gotten wiser and growner says it's going to be out just a little bit later. Either way, you're going to get this work. Understand? All right. This one song is going to come at you. Uh, you got me. You got me. I originally... Uh, had out on uh, DJ Pooh. Shout out to DJ Pooh. Uh, I, I originally had it on his Grow House soundtrack, and it's one of my favorite songs. I love it. It's me, Terrace Martin, the Ninth Wonder. And um, yeah, I want to play it at the end of this just for good vibes so you guys can feel where the 
where the been in a minute is going. I'm not going to give you much more explanation than that on that because I want to take an episode and have a whole segment to just give love to the been in it a minute project. That is my next uh, album that is forthcoming. It's supposed to be an EP. iTunes will call it an album because it's over 30 minutes. Isn't that still right? 30 minutes of running time. So because it's over 30 minutes of running time, iTunes will call it my first music album. It, It actually says my first album is the voice of reason, the affirmation because it runs longer. So Yay! This is a good thing. This is a good thing. So I'll be sending that track over to the wonderful Chris Cadenhead, who makes sure that this podcast is edited quite nicely. Uh, And we're going to get into our Break It Down, which also serves as explanation for our very colorful title of this episode. Pimps and Hoes comes from... Uh, the world is filled with pimps and hoes. And that is a song off of Life After Death with Biggie, Puff, or Diddy, and the incomparable West Coast legend, Too Short. And um, I also wanted to use this particular verse because I know when I do my break it downs, you guys hear me break down like Kendrick or Nipsey or Jay-Z or, you know, uh, uh, those of that ilk and things. And I want it to be clear that when we explicated the lyrics of the 21 Savage verse off the J. Cole album and not a J. Cole verse, that was done on purpose because while 21 Savage would never can, I don't think he would consider himself a, a conscious rapper. Um, I think that a lot of what uh, our rap artists uh, uh, put out when they're, when they're writing these verses authentically, I think it's worth breaking down and listening to and getting a taste of. Okay. And uh, too short. Um, what's his favorite word? Bitch. Why you gotta say a light short? Bitch. Okay. The thing is, when people hear Too Short, they don't see a lyricist. When people hear the artist Too Short, they don't they don't think of a depth of lyrical uh, 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 breath. And I'm not sure that that's what he's looking to do. Any whoop 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 whoop. Looks like it's twelve. Looks like it's twelve. So what we're going to do, really quick, Too Short, just take a break for a second. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Ali Shaheed Muhammad from Wire. And all the loves on Raise It Up Why. 2021, August. Happy birthday to you. Boom. Bitch, that's why I said, ain't that too short? Hey, that's why too short. Nobody say, bitch. I really like that song too. Um, so yes, I want to talk about these lyrics from our wonderful uh, Bay Area representative, Too Short. 
He says, I had a whole lot of bitches in my lifetime. I've been blessed with the game. Always had the right lines. Had a few prostitutes. And if you knew the truth, they're like pimps. You can't let them do it to you. Oh, she ain't no sucker. I know that bitch, man. She want to be pretty woman living on a rich man. Now, here you come. Drop top riding. You ain't no pimp. Fake nigga, stop lying. Pussy makes money. Stick to the business. Think about the real motherfuckers that live it. Street life pimp shit. Make the whole respect the game. You bought her diamonds and cars. Trick, that's a shame. Say what you want. But I still figured she left you because you couldn't be like them real niggas. She was a hustler by nature. You was just a faker. Faker than the average simps found a badder pimp. And then he called, what did he say? Stupid man? What did he say? It was said something really funny after that, uh, too short. That was really hilarious to call him. It was like, a, yeah, you stupid man or something like that. I was like, that's... Only too short can make that sound gangster. Um, I bring this verse up because I want you to know if you are not pimping your situation, you are the hoe of it. Let me say that again. If you are not pimping your situation, you are the hoe of it. I don't mean uh, to offend with this message here. What I mean to say, though, is it's not that a hoe is a female or or woman, a working woman who is being taken advantage of by a guy. Peep the lyrics one more time. She ain't no sucker. You understand? I had a few prostitutes and to tell you the truth, they're like pimps. You can't let them do it to you. So this game is one that flips. This game is one that flips. And mind you, I'm not talking about sex working. I'm not talking about people who uh, 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 service in a brothel or have a harem and, and harlots are running around. I'm not talking about any of that. Let's take, ooh, no, I won't do that. Be good, Ryan. Be good. No, I'll do this, though. Let's take the rap game. Let's take the rap game. If you are not creating plays for yourself, finding a way to take this art form and do as much as you can with it, then you are under the supervision of someone who is advancing themselves off of your talent, which means you're putting in the work, collecting all the money, and all of that money goes first to someone else and you get paid last. Now, now go back and look at the pimp and hoe game one more time. And make sure you realize who gets paid first when that whole situation comes up. My reality in saying, watch what you're doing when you're looking at this creation, this creativity of anything that you do in this life. If you aren't taking the most advantage of your situation, I don't care what your situation is. Um, it's funny because I used to teach uh, uh, middle schoolers about uh, Booker T. Washington and uh, W.E.B. Du Bois. Uh, 
And I've taught about these two gentlemen by comparing Booker T to Biggie and W.E.B. to Pac. Um, It's a long story. We would have to do that on a raise them up a different day, a different time. But there's something interesting about Booker T. Booker T had a philosophy that said, if I'm going to be a nigger, if that's all you're ever going to see me as is a nigger, nigger actually from back in that day, but if all you're going to see me as is that, then fuck it, I'm going to be the best one I can be. I'm not going to try to break this glass ceiling that you all have put on me. I'm not going to go to try to be a lawyer or a doctor because those are all WEBs. Uh, 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 desires to be the talented 10th, you know, the top of something. Booker T said, nah, fuck it. Y'all don't want to set your school? Don't trip. Let me create my school. Give me the tools and let me have all these colored folks. Let us just stay over here. And then Tuskegee gets built. And he does all that he does under the guise of if I'm going to be a nigga, no, 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 I'm just a nigga. I'm not trying to intimidate you, white man, white woman. I'm not trying to come for your spot or your place. I'm just me. So if you won't, if you don't mind just giving a little old colored boy these resources, and he made a huge impact, a huge impact for his day, staying in his lane and pimping his situation. Period. That's what I think of when I look at someone pimping their situation. I know that there are individuals um, in the reentry community who've been to uh, 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 correction facilities, quote unquote correction facilities, who've been incarcerated, let's just say. And as they've come home, they're learning a lot of the roadblocks that happen when you have a record. But... They start to build alliances with certain folks. They start to go into business for themselves. They become entrepreneurs. And these motherfuckers are out here winning. Winning. Making money, tangible money. Owning houses and homes. Okay, I can't work at FedEx. But I just redid my landscape in my backyard. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, these are people who are coming home and making stuff for themselves. Got construction sites. Own, uh, uh, uh. I'm thinking of different people right now. Own, uh, uh, what is this now? When you go across country, you got the trucks, the the truck driving and stuff like that. Going in, going into business for yourself. You told me you won't hire me because I have I have a record. Okay, perfectly fine. What can I do though? You've told me what I can't do. I'm a type of person. I'm gonna look for what I can. That's pimping your situation. You will never find a hoe with a mentality like that. And if you do like. We have in these lyrics, she ain't no sucker. Let it be known. You understand? She like it says down here, right here. uh, If she has, if if a hoe, if if this is a, a woman who is, you know, just a hoe, just a hoe. That's all in quotations, by the way. However, she's earned a place to stay, a dope whip. Food in the fridge, child care, got you paying for her school. Uh, she got diamonds. She got this and she got, She, but she's the hoe. How? She got, she got everything that make her seem like she's pimping her situation. And if she's pimping her situation, whoever is the quote unquote trick or the John, that is giving her all this money, giving her all the, you, my kind sir, 
And you might be a rapper. You might be a ball player. You might be whatever you are. But you now, you now, sir, are what we would consider the hoe. So, ladies and gentlemen who are sensitive listening to this section, don't allow general, classic, old mentality, pimp, hoe, and the connotations therein to convolute the point. You're either making the most of your situation or somebody is benefiting off of the fact that you're ignorant to doing so. Use it where you want. Find it how you want. It's in education. It's in the medical field right now. It's in uh, litigations and, 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 and the law world. It's in uh, the dating scene. It's everywhere. Open your mind up. Zoom out. Don't let my myopic thinking have you miss this point. Okay? And if you have questions or if you don't get the point, leave it down in the comments. We can talk about it. Come to Love Tuesdays. We can talk about it. I'll leave information for how you can get to Love Tuesdays down in the comments as well. So we have gotten through this episode and we are on to YN's words of wisdom. Rockets up on these hoes, baby. Sometimes you all have heard me say this. It might have been because you were on what we call Love Tuesdays on my Instagram uh, platform under the name at Wyanna, W-Y-A-N-N-A. Uh, that's my my more entertainment geared platform. Um, what that stands for rockets up on these hoes. It's another way to talk about non-corny positivity. Okay, this platform, Raise It Up Why, we stand for what I've called non-corny positivity, which means you can take a concept like pimps and hoes and find gems to live by in it rather than looking at the same concept of pimps and hoes and deciding to become offended by it because you can't see past your your coded language and old thoughts about these terms. Now, I say that to say another lesson that I've learned by making rockets up on these hoes one of my taglines and then creating merch behind it. I learned some things and I wanted to share that here with you. Um, because as I learn and grow, I love coming here on this platform to share it because nigga, I don't got all the answers. I'm not perfect. I stumble, I make mistakes. Um, but I, I, I never, I, I get down, I don't stay down. You understand? So um, I want to tell you what I've learned. We as individuals, we get to choose our actions. Our consequences though, that's up to life. We don't get to choose how life dishes back to us that which we've attracted to us, okay? And um, I want to talk about some of the consequences that I've encountered from Rockets Up on These Hoes as my tagline and as one that I don't run from. It's it's mine. I, I like, in the trademark process, like, it's mine. You know what I'm saying? I'm very, very happy about that. However... I made shirts and neck gaiters, you know, sign of the times, you know, to, to cover our, cover ourselves and protect ourselves during, you know, 
the times that we're in. And Rockets Up on These Hoes was everywhere. And when usually the merch kind of like is floating out of my hands, in this particular case, it did not. And I understand why, after hearing feedback from various folks, um, give you an example, my aunt who doesn't cuss at all. She's not like an uber religious person at all, but she's just like a nice woman and a really good cook. And she lives next door. She's really dope. Auntie Pat, I love you. When I, for her birthday, which was July 19, I was coming over to give her one of the uh, merch shirts. And she said, ooh, is this the one with the bad word on it? Why? And I don't want that one. I said, uh. I'll have you know this says love culture. Ooh, ooh, okay, yeah, I will take that. So what I want to say is, in being my, you know, edgy, you know, hip-hoppy type of self, I realize that that's something that I can take some places, but not other places. Um, so that merch sold less. That was one of the less than positive consequences. Um, another learning experience for me was that because it's not a universal message, uh, the language of it, just like when I said pimps and hoes earlier and talked about making sure that you're not looking at it in a myopic classic way, but rather with new eyes where you're able to pick up game. It's all about the game. Um, because it's not the most generalized, easy to digest type of language, it gets misunderstood. When it gets misunderstood, I get misunderstood because this is my platform. I created all of this, right? Uh, and it doesn't feel good to be misunderstood. I will say that. It does not feel great. Um, however, however, in that not being understood, uh, there are some things that I have to end up learning for myself this year on this podcast, we've been talking a lot about self-worth. Uh, last year was self-awareness. This year was self-worth, has been self-worth. Um, when you understand your value, whether someone else understands how to take you or not, it becomes so much lower on the totem pole that is your priorities. You and understanding and loving on yourself might be very high on your priorities list. But someone else understanding you, being able to digest you, that becomes something much, much lower. So let me say this. While my merch didn't sell like I wanted it to, well, when I ordered it the second time around and accidentally got too much. This is a long story, long story. My point is it didn't sell like the other stuff. That's not the big issue, though. It was the why. You know, isn't it always the why behind? Mm-hmm. Why, why behind? Um, it's not just that it didn't sell. It's that it didn't sell because people uh, saw the word hose, especially, and they were just like, whoa, oh, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that represents me. And it's true because I can't wear it when I go to certain places, when I go to certain um, educational places for my edu side of my edutainer, um, certain corporate places, certain places where there's more, uh, 
demographics that I don't feel like explaining myself. Why does this say rockets up on these hoes? Listen, I'm not going to explain myself in certain places. And to avoid that, because I could be the Dave Chappelle skit when keeping it real goes wrong. I could be that and wear it wherever I want and say, look, y'all, I should have to explain. I know my worth. I know my worth. I can walk into here, walk into this church with this rockets up on these hoes clear across my, you know, you could do that. And one of the unintended consequences could be niggas be like, don't ever have her back here. Or you know what? She's really insensitive. Is YN, am I, are any of the loves, we call our fucking selves the loves, guys. Are we insensitive? Are we pushy? Are we this and that? No, we're not. But we are unique. We are risk takers. Because the risk in today's society is being yourself. And... I am leading by example. These are all my positives. These are all my positives for standing up for loving the slogan, rockets up on these hoes with a Z, by the way. Some of y'all be putting S. I'll be like, ooh, y'all offensive. But when you put the Z, then it's like, oh, they part of the love culture. So I love it because it's unique branding, period. I literally am going through the trademark process right now. There was nobody else with our name. Like, no one else. It was rockets up on these hoes, and then it was just us. And the guy who helped me, the gentleman who helped me, said, so it looks like I'm getting rockets up on... Oh, it was hilarious. I said, yes, yes, that would be us. He's like, okay. You know, uh, it's unique. Unique to me means that it cuts through the noise. And when you cut through the noise, you are seen, you are heard. So now the question is, now that everyone sees you and hears you, what are you saying? That's your next question, right? So our unique brand is why I fuck with us. And I will always stand up for the rockets up on these hoes uh, legacy. And I guess at the end of this, I'll explain what I mean by hoes because I, I haven't done that yet, I realize. So rock with the girl. She's coming. Number two positive for Rockets Up on These Hoes is take a risk and be yourself. If I offend people by saying anything on my podcast, on Love Tuesdays, anything in love culture, which is what we all are, that's called a teachable moment. Education is what eradicates ignorance. Ignorance is the seed that when watered with a few other components will breed hate and contempt. Um, that's not what we do here. Uh, actually, no, let me, let me not make you all wait. Hoes in our love culture are any folks who decide to vibrate on low frequencies, especially when introduced to a pathway to vibrate higher. Sometimes we see the ways to get out of our ruts, but because we are so familiar with our hate, 
We are so familiar with our low vibrations and low hanging fruits and sarcasm and judgment and jealousy and gluttony and fear and complacency, stagnance. Because we're so used to those things, when anyone is the opposite of those, but what's the opposite of uh, 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 fear and, 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 and doubt? Love and autonomy. You see someone moving from those places, it intimidates you, it scares you, it rocks your world, and it upsets you, upsets you enough to say something about it. They say, hurt dogs holler. Hurt dogs holler. If you don't understand that adage, it means when you throw a rock into a pack of dogs, you'll know which one you hit by the one that squeals. Hurt dogs holler. So if you're living your best positive life and someone leaves that nasty comment under your page, under your post, under your story, they're the ones who felt too jealous watching you be free in their captivity that they just had to say something. And it's never about you. It's about them. It's always about them what they're not able to be or do, and they see those things they wish they were in you. Jealousy is just love and hate at the same time. That's what Drake said, right? Uh, yeah, you get these people that don't know how to take you and all your fullness because they operate from such a place of shallow emptiness. So just know... Um, a great example of this in hip hop very recently, uh, birthday girl, uh, Yo-Yo, Yolanda Whitaker, my homegirl at Yo-Yo Fearless on Instagram. Uh, she had reposted something from Robin, AKA Lady of Rage. This is very West Coast right now and I really like how this feels. Uh, Lady of Rage posted a 12 minute IGTV uh, clip for Father's Day. I don't know if it was last year or this year. Cause like I say, I'm seeing this off of Yo-Yo's page. She reposted this. And Lady of Rage was talking about forgiving her father. Please don't let me spoil this because the way she tells it only she can. And she's so dope. And for her to be so rock and stuff with my Afro puff. Hey, rock on with your For her to be so outward when she's just robbing and speaking and talking about something as vulnerable as her father. She was just kind of like this, and it was like a, a quieter video and things like that. But what I thought was amazing, she said she had lived with so much anger and resentment towards her father that one day she decided to forgive him as a joke to one of her friends' moms. So she calls her dad. And she's getting ready to say, I forgive you. And she just bursts into tears and almost is unable to complete the sentence. And she said there was something in her that said, if you, if you forgive him, you're going to give up all this anger. And all of this anger is part of who's made you who you are. Don't give me up. Don't give me up. A part of her did not want to be let go of because she was so used to identifying to life through this anger. 
but she did it. And once you let that go, oh my Lord, you get to define who you are for yourself. You get to literally define who you are because that 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 resentment and anger that sometimes has its way of attaching on to you, not not just Lady of Rage. I'm talking about anyone. That anger, that resentment that that attaches itself onto you, sometimes you don't realize that you've picked it up. It just kind of happens onto you. And then you just learn how to deal with it and walk with it. And you call it a gangster lane when really it's a hurt limp. But when you put those heavy bags down and get to experience who you are just for you, your life is a clean slate. Now, that's very scary for some people. It means for some reinvention at 40 years old, 31 years old, 53 years old. It means you have to redefine how you've done life for decades. That can be scary. Straight up. But for other people, and another way to look at the same situation, somebody just gave you your walking papers. The Emancipation Proclamation just got put into practice, and it's Juneteenth. Baby, you's free. You can choose to keep being under Massa's rule, but you're free. Now you have to decide what life looks like for you and who you are. All of this going under what rockets up on these hoes ends up meaning. Number two is taking the risk to be yourself in a world right now where everybody is oversensitive fucking copycats. A copy of a fucking copy of a fucking copy. And now the ink is faded. I heard someone say, I haven't seen an unattractive girl in years. Every woman I see is pretty. Every one of I, I mean, like, it just is almost like, so now what's a pretty girl? You got to have something else. Hello. All y'all got your little PPP up. So all y'all got money now. Everybody's paid, huh? So now what's a nigga with money? To me, just saying, it's, a, it's, a, it's an idea. It's a copy of a copy of a copy. Every time something new and cool comes out, get ready for all the vultures that are about to come do the exact same shit, only lowball the price and keep doing it for cheap, cheap, cheap. A third thing I've learned, the positive to rockets up on these hoes is leading by example. So this is kind of expanding on taking a risk. It's been said that oversensitivity and lack of teaching people how to deal with bullies is how we got a bully in the White House for a few years, didn't we? Some folks have bully mentalities and behaviors. It's not going to change because you start putting up a bunch of anti-bully campaigns everywhere. The reality is you can't kill bullyism. Bullies are here. They're going to be here. Different, though, is how we teach people how to arm themselves from bully mentalities and behaviors. Who bullies the bully? I love bullying bullies, by the way. I, ooh, if I find a bully, I'm like, oh, you thought you was going to pick on them? Word. 
let me let me holler at you. I ooh, it's my I, I've gotten out of that because it, it it you know it doesn't need to be you know once you become the age that I am and live these many years and have as many projects as I got going, you have to start picking and choosing where you spend your energy, not just your time, because both energy and time are non-refundable. So, what I will say though is that when you have people who like to be bullies, everyone won't be saved by anti-bullying fill-in-the-blank. And for those types of spaces, instead of being overly sensitive, if you see someone being a bully, we have to also learn how to just broaden up our backbones and broaden up ourselves until someone is able to deal with whatever the bully is in your life at the time. Mind you, I'm not talking about any individual. The bully might be Instagram. The bully might be negative thoughts. The bully might be the alcohol that you won't put down at 9 a.m. You have to learn how to bolster yourself against the things that are literally bullying you. So when I say, man, it's rockets up on these hoes, I'm literally saying, you know what, alcohol, you're the hoe. You know what, bully, you're the hoe. Negative energy, bitch, you're the hoe. And I'm getting in this positive-ass rocket getting my rocket fuel refueled every Tuesday with the loves or once a month on raise it up. Why? And I'm blasting off on you, bitch ass. Like I'm not going to deal with you being negative right here and around me, bro. I'm not, I'm sorry. It's rockets up on you. It gives you some format of a, of a slogan that you can literally hold on to and say, and it's not like, you know what? Care bears are going to care. That's what's going to be the thing. That's not it. That's not it. There's going to be a bully one day and you're going to say care bears. And they're going to say, now I'm really punching you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because there is corny positivity, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I differentiate my type of positivity by saying it's non-corny positivity. Corny positivity is the, I'm going to be positive always. Nothing ever gets me down. Yeah. No, nigga, you get down. There are things in this life that bring you down. Acknowledge the down. Don't stay there, but you can acknowledge it. That's a part of keeping it real and being who you are. Fuck it. My auntie died. I was sad as shit. My, my, my uncle just, I'm, I was under when this was hurting on episode 29, after I fell and my lip was, I'm talking to y'all, singing to y'all through fucking, uh, uh, what is this? Stitched up lips and stuff like that. That shit was awful. It felt bad. It wasn't going to stop me though. Fuck it. Fuck fear. Took a whole photo shoot that I, that I originally canceled, put it back on and said, no, you're not going to scare me out of my, out of, out of me. Just because I had an accident. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, fuck fear. How about that? With a long dick. How about that? You understand? So when I say non-corny positivity, my my last reason for loving my rockets up on these hoes slogan, um, even though it has unintended consequences, let me keep that in mind. Let me keep that with you all. Um, I like speaking the language of the people I want to reach. And the people I want to reach, they don't speak in uh, uh, soliloquy, um, 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 uh, perfect English, the Queen's English, uh, uh, $13 words, you know, um, um, any of these types of things. I, You know, you can 
pontificate and opine the most uh, 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 in, intriguing and compelling um, um, content. And blah, blah. We, we, we could do all of that, guys. If, if I were having a debate at Harvard, you would get to see all of my big words, all of my wonderful words. I don't give a fuck. I'm not trying to do that. The people I'm trying to reach are the people that I talk to. And guess what? I inspire the inspirers. I look to heal the healers and recharge the people who charge people up. And what I know is that means that I look for leaders. And in looking for leaders, I know that I'm automatically targeting the subset of all of our population. 80% of any crowd is following and only 20% is leading. That is social psychology stats right there. That's not me. You understand? Take it up with Freud if you don't like it. You understand? But I want to say that because, dude, the folks I want to reach, and I do reach, by the way, are the individuals that hear when I say the world is filled with pimps and hoes and I'll just talk about the ones I know. They hear that. And conversation ensues. They don't hear that and say, why would you choose to utilize the English language in such a manner of offensiveness? If you're offended by anything I say, you're not a love. And we would enjoy if you left our living room. This is a big world. We're just a piece of it, and you don't got to be a piece of ours. Rockets up on these motherfucking hoes. And with that, before I, I said before, I said before I go. Go, go, dum, dum, go. So, guys, let it be known that if you are looking on the YouTube or any other place where you can see all this long, luxurious hair, that Hair by Quista helps me at Hair by Q-U-I-S-T-A helps me grow out very long. Yes, this is my own mane. Only thing fake today is the lashes, kids. Uh... I want you to know that I always like to shout out my cousin. I love the do at I L O V E T H E D O U X. Um, she, uh, uh, and her products have been keeping my, my hair sane, even during times like right now, when I'm not able to get to my hair lady, I'm really, really, really excited and happy about the fact that I have, uh, amazing products that keep my hair just on point. And I don't have to think. And the fact that Maya Smith at I Love The Do is my very own cousin. And I, I enjoy that I get to big up my family. Um, I'm going to skip right now and go straight to the new music, B-I-I-A-M, Been In It A Minute. That music is coming at you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a family heirloom in the making. I wanted to create a piece of work, a piece of art that would feel 
to you guys listening and dancing to it as good as the family that uh, uh, pours into me, like Maya Smith, like Wendy, I am Wendy with an I and her platform, like Whitney Fly, like Wava Life, my baby brother, and Wayne Vaughn and Wanda Vaughn, all the Vaughns. Uh, I know you loves at mixed mess shouts out to you if it ain't Vaughn it ain't on I heard him say yeah understand so uh I just want you guys to know everything I do especially if you see it come out of just me as an individual I am always going to attempt to present myself in a way that when you see me you know that there's a whole tribe of people charging me up and giving me the the energy I need to produce any content music wise podcast wise anything positive and loving that you all see me do I can't even take a bit I can't even take a bit of credit for that because I have so many uh, uh, battery packs in my back that charge me all with the initials WLV not to mention the loves not to mention this crew right not to mention man it's so much love around me. I, I, all I can do is give it back to y'all. It's all I can do to give it back to you guys. Um, speaking of that love, let's pass that right on to at Tony Baker, T-O-N-Y-B-A-K-E-R. Once again, if you want a shirt like this and you can be living lavishly, lavishly, if you want something like that, please make your way over to Tony Baker Comedy, spelled correctly, altogether.com. Uh, I think... That would be a really nice way to continue to support him and his family, as well as following at Tony Baker on all social media platforms, turning on that bell, being notified when he makes posts, because he is one of the funniest fools in this world. This motherfucker said, thank you all for all of your support during my time of need, but I have to let you know, it's not sorry for your lost. It's sorry for your loss. I said, I was literally like, I was really sad, like just looking at his page earlier today and just, you know, seeing that baby and everything. And I scrolled to that one and literally as the tears coming down, I says, and here you would give me this. (laughs) You give me a laugh as I'm over here lamenting for your situation and, and, and just the overall hurt of losing a loved one. Once again, love to Tony Baker, Sabrina, and the entire Baker family and all the Baker boys and uh, the other families, of course, as well, that lost their two beautiful children as well in that in that sad accident. Um, please contact Tony Baker uh, uh, by his Instagram and uh, make sure you, you can ask him how to support him further than going on to TonyBakerComedy.com and maybe purchasing some of the merchandise that he has there um i also want to shout out uh some of my favorite people at billionaire burger boys at b-i-l-l-i-o-n-a-i-r-e-b-u-r-g-e-r-b-o-y-z billionaire burger boys they're my homies chef solo and jen are my babies i love them to life smoke i love you too i just don't know you as much because i don't see you as much but don't think i don't love you too um yo these three black young entrepreneurs have not only created food trucks that service la and surrounding areas food trucks it was a food truck now it's food trucks and they have their own brick and mortar spot on uh uh-uh, uh 
I think that their address is 811. 811 Long Beach. I think I think it's 811 um, North Long Beach. Uh, okay, maybe I just got out of my whole... Um, okay, my episode. It just went away. I don't know where it went. I was looking for the address of Billionaire Burger Boys. Billionaire. I got y'all. Don't worry. Uh, 811 South Long Beach. D- love my mind, guys. Love my mind, okay? On 811, it is 811 South Long Beach, Compton Boulevard. If you are thinking of coming to California, especially Southern California, and you want to be in Los Angeles, and you ain't scared of niggas, please take your black ass over to... This is the worst commercial for my friends. I love you, Chef Solo, and I love you, Jen. Um, not only that, though, they're on a uh, uh, own network. They, they, have a, they have a show. Their show is coming out. Hold on. Um, it's on their it's on their Instagram. And of course, you would have thought I would have had it all pulled up and stuff. Oh, it was right here. I did have it pulled up. Um, yeah. Burger Truck Brawl, August 21st. So by the time this episode airs, it will have already been out. But that doesn't mean that you can't keep supporting them. Damn, this is why I stopped following them on this page. Because I look at their food and gain two pounds. Look at that burger right here. Look at that. Look at that. Nigga. What's going on? <gasps> the wings. Stop. Okay, get off, guys. Um, <laughs> Billionaire Burger Boys with a Z at the end. Everything else spelled correctly. If you want to go to their brick and mortar store that doesn't move so that you can, you know, uh, make sure that you catch them, please go to 811 South Long Beach Boulevard in Compton. If you are adventurous and you would like to try to catch one of their trucks before they sell out, because they be selling out, trust and believe, go on to at Billionaire Burger Boys with a Z and follow the trucks um also follow jen and solo and and smoke uh uh they're just amazing individuals like humans um oh wow what's really funny i met burger boys uh uh, billionaire burger boys and tony baker on the same day at rhapsody session in 2017 working on layla's wisdom i met them on the same day all of everybody that was just on the shout out today did not do that on purpose that was crazy Come on, man. Come on, synchronicities. Let's go. All right, guys. I think I have everything. Of course, I'm waiting for this episode to pull back up. Boom, bap. That's how you know you get grown. When you take the, when you get to a page, the first thing you do is expand it. That's when you know your vision got grown. I think I told you Dre was sitting at the SSL board and I'm in the back of the place and I can read his text. But I said, Dre, put your phone, nigga, turn. Turn it. What? No, because I can't see. I can. I can read your whole life. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Patreon coming soon. Yes, I always say that. Uh, I have to sit down and stop doing 16 things at once and instead do like three or four only. But uh, yanvon.com, W-Y-A-N-N-V-A-U-G-H-N.com. Ladies, gentlemen, everyone and however you identify, I fucking love you. Thank you for rocking with us. Thank you for listening with us. Um, If you are into listening to some really good music, please don't leave right now because Chris Cadenhead is going to be playing the wonderful first song of my new coming album. 
which is Bending in a Minute. The song is You Got Me. And um, you know how I love to do with y'all. Stay real, y'all. Baby, you know you got me.